Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pastrami Nation podcast. Today, we have a very, very special episode. We have a very, very special guest with us today. Um, uh, he's a filmmaker. He's an actor. You might know, you might recognize him for some shows such as Falling Skies, which I loved, <laughs> Preacher, uh, X-Files, a couple things. You know, you have a, a massive, massive filmography. We'll talk about a little bit about that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, Today, he's here to talk about his film, Centigrade, short film, Centigrade, and the Kickstarter that he's planning to launch to turn it into a feature film. Uh, Mr. Colin Cunningham, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Kevin. It's good to be here. It really is. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's get started. Let's talk about Centigrade. Um, I had the chance, opportunity to watch it earlier today. I absolutely loved it. 15 minutes appeared just like intense. <laughs> Wasn't sure what was going to happen. It got me. It was amazing. Um. So, so tell me a little bit about about the movie and and how the kind of the basic idea came up and uh, how you know how the short film came together. Sure. Well, I'll tell you, man. It's uh, as as a filmmaker and knowing other filmmakers and watching podcasts and interviews with other filmmakers, you hear these great, wonderful stories. Now, most of the movies I've made, <laughs> there hasn't been a great, wonderful story. And, right. uh, but this one's got one, well, a little one. It's got a little story. Basically, we didn't even set out to make a short film. Um, myself and producer Madison Gray, we wanted to shoot a feature film. So we thought, well, let's shoot a sequence. Let us shoot a sequence gotcha. of, of the movie. Because look, people knew me as an actor, but not as a director, okay? And I'd actually directed some things for other people, but I was a director for hire. So it was music videos and it was coverage and it was working cool. with other people and all that. And it was wonderful. But I thought this, this I wanted to put my own personal stamp on. So we wanted to raise money. We wanted to shoot the feature. And we thought, well, let's, so let's shoot a sequence in the movie that'll prove that we can do this. We'll get the rest of the money and then we'll, we'll go out and we'll shoot the rest of the feature. Uh, and it kind of started from the Coen brothers when they they did a movie called Blood Simple. It was oh, the yeah. Movie they ever did. Classic. And they went, they basically went out and got, got money to shoot a trailer. And with the money right. they got to shoot the trailer, they shot the entire feature film with the money. So it was like, hey, we can do something like that, too. So long story short, we went out and we shot this sequence. It had a beginning and a middle and an end. And mm -hmm. It showed that, okay, you know, can I do this as a director? And I wanted very little dialogue and it was very, it was a thriller. It wasn't a horror kind of thing. And long story short, the, the film turned out okay. And we thought, well, it turned out great. What's the thank you. And so we thought, well, what can we do with it? So we submitted it. We started sending it out on the festival circuit and it started winning. It just started to win. And it was like, oh, well, this is, this is good buzz, you know? Nice. And we ended up getting into, well, we won, we won in a lot of places and we were yes. either, either got best of, or we were nominated for this, that, and the other thing. And it was like, Hey, this is pretty amazing. And then we actually got in to Cinequest and Cinequest is almost impossible to get into. Right. Because it's an Academy award qualifier, which means if you want to be considered for an Academy award, you have to not only get in to an Academy sanctioned festival, you have to be in competition which is tough to do. And then you have to win it once you're there. Anyway, long story short, we went to Cinequest and we won. That's and that put us amazing. in contention. Yeah, put us in contention for a, an Academy Award nomination. And then we got it on to, uh, to iTunes and we were like in the top 10 iTunes. And I think we were one of the first film, short films 
in history to be in the top 10 of feature downloads. Yeah. So we were literally in there with like Iron Man and, and, and Spielberg. You and saw that. Like, That's crazy. It was so wicked. It was like, <laughs> ah, So we were going to make this movie. Then I book a little show called Falling Skies. Okay. And it's like, well, it's a sci-fi thing and it probably won't, you know, it's going to, you'll, you'll be working for three months, which is right. great. Set a great on hold. Turns out, no, it was Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Uh, he produced the show and it was five years. It took up the next five years of my life. And then after that, we actually MGM uh, had interest in it as a TV show. So oh, we were, we were getting ready to hop into bed with them. And then they ran into some financial problems. It was basically when MGM kind of right. almost bankrupt or did go bankrupt. Long story short, they, they did a big shuffle on the, the top, top people and, uh, it went off the shelf, as they say. It went into turnaround. Cut to, oh my God, it's almost 10 years later. And this was uh, 2008, you said, right? Yeah, 2008, 2009. And long story short, man, it's time to finish what we started. So, and look, and everybody goes through life too. You're up, you're down, you, your girlfriend breaks up with you. Right. Life, right? It's hard. I've always said, like, sometimes I'll talk to film students, which is just a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell them, like, making movies is hard. You want easy? Make a sandwich. Seriously, it's so hard. And if you knew how hard it was, you wouldn't do it. Right. right. About being a young filmmaker that I absolutely adore because you're just so ignorant. And I say that as a, a bar of gold. It right. is the only thing that will keep you moving forward because if you honestly knew any better, let me put it another way. If you knew what was impossible, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't do it. And right, by right. not knowing what's impossible, you obliterate, you erase the line and you move it. You move it another hundred feet back from where the yeah. last person left it. So it's that, it's that just that going for it kind of thing. So look, Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's time to make Wonderful. the feature film of Centigrade. So I'm in, living in Utah right now. I got a hold of producer John Pugh, who's done some amazing things. He's, uh, he's oh, yeah. behind Desertscape and uh, Horror Fest in St. George, Utah. And I thought, man, if anybody can do it, John can do it. And I called him up. We, we knew each other via those festivals right. because I'm supporters of them. And he said, we can do this. We can do this. So it was like, then let's do it, man. Let's do it. So I've put the, the producer, director, whatever <laughs> hat back on. And we've got a fantastic feature length script. And so now it's like, okay, well then we got, and it's amazing. Again, Kevin, everything you got to create before you create it. You don't just, you got to create the infrastructure to even ask for the money. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You've got to make the rounds. You got to get a little bit of a buzz going. You got to create the website and the online presence and all the social media. And yeah. You got to connect with people. Then hopefully you can, you can present, say, your argument as opposed to your, your dream. Because look, there's a lot of people out there. They've got a dream too. And they're valid dreams. And I guess in a way, we're, we're all just trying to put our best foot forward and say, well, look, here's what I got. And here's why I'd, why I'd like you to invest in me or invest in this. So we're kind of hitting the bricks running and, uh, you know, you just you approach it all with with humility and gratitude, and especially with all this COVID bullshit. Oh, yeah. What a year! 
like, and I'm, I'm, I'm in a way, I don't even want to go down that road. It just, it's cause it's boring. I don't want to talk about it, but it's like, yeah. for me, for, for me, it's like, let's do something. Okay. Let's plant some seeds. Let's let something grow. Let's get out of this shit, man. That- you know, it's just driving me nuts. So it's like, it's just enough, enough. I'm going to do something. I'm gonna, we're we're going to do it. We're going for hell or high water. And I'll tell you, whatever we raise, if we raise 25 cents, we're shooting it. Come October, we're shooting the damn movie and I'm going to shut up now and you can ask me. No, 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 totally, man. No, I'm enjoying this completely. <laughs> no, you go ahead. Um, Sam, I was wondering about that, you know, like the, obviously, like you said, you know, the whole, you know, COVID uh, fiasco the past year, was that, that was a huge motivating factor for you just to like, just to get this done. You just wanted to do this, get it out there and it's also funny when make you think something. That, it's like, you think, hey, let's make a movie. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> right. Pandemic? No, got exactly. through that. Right. I worked that one out. We, we, I, everybody, we've all figured it out one way or another. For those of us, thank God that are still here. We're still mm-hmm. here. All right. So we yep. figured that part out up to now. So movie. Okay, great. Let's, let's do it. But look, if anything, for me, it's, it's, it's just great to start thinking creatively again. It's, start, yeah. it's great to start thinking of some stories again. And it's like, Hey, we could do this and we could do this. And, 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 and that's the good. The bad is, why are we going to do that? Oh my God, that screwed up. Oh, we lost that. Or whatever the challenges are. Yeah, they're brand new pains in the ass I got I to gotta deal with. Now right. I got a completely different set of, a, a set of headaches. And it's, it's a joy. It's like, oh, now I, I get to worry about something else for a change. And it's kind of yeah. strange, but that in itself is refreshing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. I completely get that. Um, so just real quick, uh, just about... Um, so when you were making this movie, uh, you mentioned the Coen brothers being a, a, a big, you know, influence on the, you know, the movie itself or on making the movie. Um, who were kind of your influences when you went in to make the movie? I mean, you've worked with some, you know, I mean, you've worked on a show, you know, by, you know, Steven Spielberg. You've worked, uh, you've had a small role in a Christopher Guest movie with Best in Show. Um, you know, who were some of your kind of influences well, coming I'll, up I'll you know, to, you, to so direct? Funny. You just, you nailed the top two for me. Okay. Um, the, the big, say the big name, of course, is obviously is, is Spielberg. Like, my God, to put that on a resume. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. It goes without explanation, but the, the Christopher guest gig, I had a very, very small part in best in show. I love that movie. And yeah. I had always told myself if I was ever able to be in that company, Mm-hmm. The Gene Levy and the Catherine O'Hara, oh, yeah. Catherine O'Hara's and the Michael McKean's and all those guys and the Christopher Guesses, because I'm I'm a Guffman fanatic. I'm waiting oh, for yeah. Guffman devotee. And I thought if I'm ever able to trade with any of those people on any level, no matter how big, that will be one of the biggest accomplishments in my acting life. And and I did it. And it was. It I still to this day, um, Probably along with along with 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 Spielberg, like both of those gigs are alone in a room of gold, man. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, Chris is really interesting in that we had no script for that yeah. whole movie. It was like a twelve-page outline. It just kind of had stuff that happened, but there was no dialogue. There was no script, so you had to show up with your guns ready to, ready to go. And it was it's improv and it's listening and all of those scenes throughout that entire movie were created on the spot. So uh, anyway, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Oh, please. Because it was so, it was just so great to do. But coming full circle, it's it's having been 
able to do those things, to work with these incredible minds um, that break the rules. They've written the rules and then they break yeah. them and they reshuffle the deck. So it's been a wonderful experience. You know, it, it really has. And of course, I did 10 years on Stargate SG-1. Yeah. And I mean, a story I tell from, from that is I was on that show off and on for like 10 years and I never bothered to learn anybody's name. And the reason was <laughs> I never expected, I never expected they'd ever invite me back. Really? So on my first day, I thought, they're never bringing me back. And they, and so I, there's no reason to, I was so nervous. I didn't learn anybody's name. And then they brought me back again, twice. Right. I thought, wow, two's a charm, man. They're never, that'll, that'll be the end of that. Anyway, I kept thinking like this, like a complete horse's ass for 10 years. It was finally after like eight years, I thought maybe I should start learning everybody's right. name, you know? Anyway, so uh, look, I've been really blessed, man. I mean, I really, really have, uh, because literally I will, I will pass eight or nine actors that are better than I'll ever be on my way to Starbucks every morning and they're not working. And I am, and I have no idea why, you know, I, I can maybe point out a couple of things, but not for 30 years, not for 30 years, man. I mean, it's, that's, that's nuts. I would have been, man, I would have been happy just to get, to be able to pay your rent for three years, for three. Mm -hmm. That's for, dude, to pay your rent for one month as an actor. Right. Is, is a feather in your cap. Uh, so I just, I just keep waiting for the, to be diagnosed, you know, with, with, with a terminal illness, because right. I've had way more luck than anybody ever, ever should have a right to have, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so I'm, I, I have to ask about one thing before we move on real quick. I'm from Portland, Oregon. And oh, cool. I, all right. That's where I live. And I know you guys, you were on a couple episodes of Stumptown. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the Stumptown I shot, Mm -hmm. It was all done, all done at the studio in ABC. So down okay. there, That's opposite I... Griffith Park. Yeah, I know they shot the exteriors and stuff. Uh, yeah, in 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 Portland, you know. But uh, no, I never made it. I, well, I never made it to Portland. Okay, that was like. But I've been to Portland. I love Portland. Oh, Portland's, Portland's amazing. Portland's beautiful. I love it. Um, <clears throat> so I, I have to, you know, so 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 when you're playing a role like this, you're directing, you're writing, you're you know, you're you're doing everything, and you're acting in it. How is it? <clears throat> so. The, the role is pretty intense, super intense. And, and you're, you're in it, you're, you're just going for it. Is it, is it tough at all to kind of s switch that off and like, you know, just become director at that moment or like, you know, cause I mean, well, you're pretty much directing yourself. So I guess. No, it is hard. kind of, I, 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 none of it's easy. None right. Of, um, there's gotta be something wrong with you to, to do it. <laughs> I've often said, they say that, you know, the, the, you know, why aren't there more women, you know, directors in film and television? I'm like, cause they're too smart. Right. Yeah. They're so they know better. They're not stupid. That's why there's not more female directors. That's my opinion it. anyway. Cause you gotta be out of your friggin' mind to think about doing this shit. Are you yeah. kidding me? Look, man, you look at the director's guild. All right, the mm -hmm. DG, the D, the DGA. All right, the DGC is no different. The Directors Guild of America has got like twenty billion dollars in unused money. You want to know why? Because the average life expectancy of a director is like fifty-six. Fifty-six. Okay, it's young. They they drop dead. You don't eat. You're stressed out. You get divorced. You don't see your kids. You start drinking. You start snorting shit. You turn into a horse's ass and your heart explodes. Okay. Right. Women know better. Anyway, I'm not going to go off on that. No, you're but, right. 
Um, yeah, you bet it's hard. Look, the smartest thing, I, the lucky thing, lucky thing, I was, the, the luck of, of centigrade is the fact that I wrote it. So I knew it intimately. Right, I right. It. I didn't have to interpret it. I, I did, that was already kind of built in. Um, but since I was directing it, I wanted people around me that knew just as much, if not more, or just had a different opinion. So I didn't surround myself with, with, with sycophants. I put my first AD wasn't a first AD. Well, he could do it, but he was a director. Right. And for my stand-in, let's say, because I got to be behind the monitor to set up shots. I didn't hire a stand-in. I hired one of the best actors or one of the better actors that I knew in Vancouver to help me out because I had an idea, but I didn't know if it would work by looking at it as a director. So I would say, okay, move, go. This is the scenario. What would you do? Where would you go? And how would you do it? And I would steal it. Right. Basically, look, you take the stuff that works. You think, okay, or you direct and say, try it this way. And and, and it works or it doesn't, or another idea is inspired because of it. There's a shot in Centigrade that, um, that is just the guy, uh, he's broken, he's dejected. Um, oh, basically, look, for anybody that hasn't seen it, by the way, the, the short in a nutshell is a guy lives in an old busted up Airstream travel trailer. There's no wheels on it. It's laying dead in the weeds, totally mm -hmm. dilapidated. He does a bad thing. And he wakes up the next morning and it's rolling down the highway. Okay. And he's being towed by a big black pickup truck. The, the doors will not open. The windows will not break. And he's, and he's burning up. It's getting hotter and hotter and hotter. Within that story, there's a shot, simple little shot of the guy just kind of loses it. And he just sits down, totally exhausted. And we see his yeah. bare feet. All right. We see his bare feet. That was a total fluke shot. That was, uh, that was our camera operator just happened to set the camera down on the floor when somebody wow. was sitting there doing that. And I thought, that's the shot. That's the shot, man. That's yeah. great. Before it was faces and it was expressions. And I thought, oh, bare feet. There's nothing, there's just something very, just vulnerable about it. The yeah. bottoms of somebody's feet. It's like you're barefoot and you're hot as hell. And all you see is just somebody sitting kind of passed out and you just see their bare feet. So there was just something very kind of sad. So anyway, so these ideas pop up. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you bet it was hard, man. It was really, really hard because I would have to run right. in and out. Now I will say I didn't get into playback. That's where you can shoot it and then go back and rewind it and then watch it because that can become a real crutch right. so i didn't i just kept moving forward um and we shot two days inside the studio and two days we went on i wouldn't call it location it was basically a couple of abandoned roads and an, an, an airstrip that they didn't use anymore about four hours mm. from vancouver so uh, you know and all the shots inside the trailer we had people on the side just you know pushing it all right so, so it's amazing what, what you can you can do, but it, yeah, it, it was hard. You bet it was hard. But for me as a director, I didn't want to, you know, do the two shot over the shoulder, two people walking down a hallway or sitting in an office behind a desk. I wanted to tell the story cinematically. 
whether you could hear anything or not. It's, it wasn't a radio play. This isn't a talkie walkie, even though you're probably wondering why I don't ever <laughs> shut up. But it, it had to tell the story with the shots. It had to be a, a movie. And so as a director, that was the challenge for me to see if I could focus on the micro, focus on a water droplet, focus mm -hmm. on a bead, a bead of sweat, focus on, on a glint in the eye or a look or a, a, just some kind of visual phrasing, you know, that, that will tell the story versus somebody explaining it via a bunch of, um, you know, a bunch of talking. So, so yeah, it was, it was challenging. It was very challenging. Um, yeah, I'll take a pause. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I have to ask, how many trailers are on that end scene? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, you know, that, that end scene, the first thing I think of when you say that is um, basically the, the, for those of you at home, but you got to check it out. No, because you're going to go on the website. So I'm not even going to describe yeah, it. Okay? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil right, it. We'll Just, plug it all yeah. later. You can, Because you can see the film. You will be watching the movie. I promise. Cool. Um, but we got that last shot for a case of Corona. And again, it was one of those, we couldn't afford the shot. It was a plate shot and CGI and all that kind of stuff. Right. And so we got the intern to the assistant to the VFX guy that worked at the place. And the VFX guy, we couldn't afford him because it would be right. a 15, $20,000 shot minimum. The, assess, the assistant said, well, you know, I can do it for you, but I'm going to need, you know, four or five grand. But then we got a hold of the intern and the intern asked those two guys, can I please work on the computer at night? So between 10 and six in the morning before you guys come in. And he worked two, three days, 24 hours a day to get his shot in the movie. And again, man, you, you just can't, you, you can't discount enthusiasm and people's passion. Um, and God only knows what kind of mistakes he made that we didn't, that we didn't see because he kept, he, he wanted something to put his name on. Mm. That, that he said, I, I want, I, I, I can show myself, I just need a vehicle to do it. I need something that's, great. That, that's credible that I can put my name on, that I can put my work forward to show. Right. And now, yes, he built that last shot, but the entire film is probably on his demo or so it should. And he has yeah. every right to put it on there. That's his work. So it, it's just great when you're able to work with that. And it's tough because you can only put out that kind of energy for so long when you're starting out. And then, hey, man, I got to get paid because I just can't do the freebies anymore, you know? Yeah. But it's still, I just, I just love that passion, that whole not, uh, well, what are you going to pay me? Well, what's it pay? You know, instead it's like, you know, I, I, look, one of the first gigs I ever had, it's funny, and it wasn't acting. Um, I was going to go and get a job working at a, a mark, not a market. It was like one of those little outdoor street vendors that sold. Oh fruit. yeah. Yeah. They sell fruit yeah. and you got the apples and the oranges and maybe some flowers out front kind of place. Yeah. Right. And it was a little mom and pop shop operation. So I was going to go in there and get a job folding boxes or loading, unloading fruit or whatever the hell it was. Instead, what I did was I shot on my camcorder. I shot a commercial for them and they didn't even know I was. Really? Yeah. I shot a commercial. So it was like a 50 second spot 
and you know, just simple, just static frames. Here's the fruit, you know, going off into eternity on the on the rack. And then there was the store sign and people going in and out. And I got a, a close up of a, a lady smiling or whatever it was. And I put it together with some music anyway. So I, I, I put it on VHS and I pitched the guy. I said, I, I, I made a commercial for, for your for your market, you know, and he and he looked at it, he said, this is, I like it. This is actually pretty good. How much for the video? I said, give me 200 bucks. And he said, you got it. He gave me 200 bucks. Wow. And then he, he aired it on the community access channel. I don't even know if they do those things anymore. Right. <laughs> Everybody's got a YouTube network. Exactly. You know, but back then you could get a, a public access channel. Anyway, so he would do that. And it generated some business for him. And I thought, again, I didn't go up to him and say, hey, pay me and I'll do a commercial for you. No, I shot the commercial. And then if it's any good, and yeah. fortunately it was, I've, I've tried that again a few times after <laughs> that. It didn't work at all. But, but anyway, I just appreciate that spirit, that entrepreneurial, let's, let's do it. You know, let's go out and make a movie. We've, we've, we've got an old v, VHS camcorder or let's the phone that's in your back pocket. I always remember, I remember hearing uh, uh, Scorsese couldn't get funding for taxi driver. Right. And he was going to shoot it on VHS or Betamax. He was going to shoot it on beta tape because he was going to shoot it yeah. because that's the thing. Nothing was going to stop him. Nothing. So if he had to shoot it on pixel vision or make it a flip book, he'd, he'd have done it. Cause that's what else are you going to do, man? Right. Life is either too short or too damn long to be doing crap. You don't want to do at least take, take a shot at something, you know? Yeah. And with that, I mean, I can assume that's probably just your number one advice to young filmmakers out there. Just, just do it. Yeah, no, if anything, I'm, I'm sometimes afraid because every now and again, you'll get that question, well, how do I become a director? And the truthful answer to that is you, you'll never become a director because you right. just asked me that question. Directors don't ask that question. They don't have any time they're shooting right. or they're editing. There's no time to ask somebody sitting on a chair and on some stage somewhere at some stupid ass film festival, how do I become a director? Don't ask it, just do it, All right? And, and the, the best directors I've ever worked with, Kevin, none of them have any idea what they're doing. And what I mean by that is the really good ones are always trying to do something that's beyond their ability. Right. It's, it's outside of their tool set. Why would they do it any other way? At least the artists are. I get it when you're a producer for hire and you're right you're working and you got to, you got to get it. And I get it. There's the, the basic, you know, what have you. And I, I get that. And that's totally valid, but I've been fortunate to work with people that are like, yeah, yeah, forget that. I don't know, man. What, what do you want to do? How do you want to do this? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm like, well, you tell me, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's try it. And then you'll, you'll, someone will, something will happen. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Chris Guest is like that. He'll just say right. action. And Chris is, Chris is just, Poker Solid. face, man. <laughs> Poker face. And Chris, really? if he's if he likes it, Chris will look in the monitor. Good cut. Wow. That's it. That's as excited as excited as you're ever going to get, Chris. He's awesome. He's fantastic. But he'll come over and he'll say, "Okay, uh, forget about the subway. Go with the pony." And then action. You know, watch. Okay, great. Um, forget about the buffet and go with the trip to Niagara Falls. He'll just, that's how he'll direct, you know, it's like, just go be free and, and, and go and make it happen. So it's, uh, it's, it's neat. Cause you gotta have, you gotta have balls. Number one, mm -hmm. you gotta have confidence. I mean, Fellini, 
Fellini would drive around Rome, you know, with a script that hadn't been written. Yeah. They write it. They wrote it in post. They didn't even write it as they went. They just went and kind of collected stuff. And Fellini would would be on top of his bus with his scarf and stop. Stop here. We shoot here. And Fellini would stop and all the buses and all the crew and everybody would get out. OK, here's where we're shooting. Mm-hmm. And all the restaurants and the cafes, Fellini, Fellini's here. Yeah. And they bring out the pasta and the cafe and they did shoot. So cool. You know, I mean, yeah, that those days are long, long oh, yeah. gone. But look, even Vim Vendors, man, he'll he'll just sometimes just go out. And it's like, let's just, I don't know, let's find it. Um, what is it? Terrence uh thin red line. Oh, Malik. Yeah, Terrence Malik. I mean, he will script stuff, but he's always looking for that other thing. Yeah. Because, oh. because it it will whisper to you, and you can mm-hmm. deny it, or you can you can you can listen to it. It'll, it'll help guide you, you know? I remember for, uh, Francis Ford Coppola was talking, I think he was doing Frankenstein or one of those movies and everything was, was scripted, uh, sorry, storyboarded down, down to the dust that would fall on a table. I mean, it was all storyboarded. And he said like after, I don't know, 30 days, it was like, it just got so boring. Right. Like, what are we doing? We're checking boxes. That's not fun. Just we're just checking off boxes. Let's throw that shit out for a couple of weeks. Let's or at least the day. I don't know. Okay, we did what we were supposed to do. Now let's just do something. Let's find something. What else is out there? What's what's whispering to any of us? Let's let's see what happens. So look, that can be part of it too. And uh, you open yourself up to the muse with a bit of with a bit of luck. Something something will shine upon you. You know, even look, when you remember a great movie, you rarely remember the entire fa- thing. You'll right. remember, you'll remember a couple of moments. Yeah. Yeah. It was that, that thing. It was that moment that affected me or whatever it was, you know? And, uh, and so you always got to be looking for it, hoping for it. You got to prepare, 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 but be ready for anything. You know what I mean? You got to, you got to let it go, right? Absolutely. You got to let it go sometimes and just go for it. Um, okay. So let's talk about the, the Kickstarter just a little bit more here. Um, yeah. So what's the plan for that? So you said October, you're shooting no matter what. You Look, we're shooting tar- tar- target gate for a uh, target gate, target <laughs> gate for, uh, for centigrade, the feature, we will go to camera in October. We haven't defined the actual day yet. Right now we're doing a re-release. We're celebrating the re-release of Centigrade. Just about to ask about Excuse that. me. Don't drink carbonated grapefruit <laughs> soda before a podcast. Right. It's okay. It's all right. Anyway, so June 16th, we are re-releasing Centigrade. So you can't find it right now uh, anywhere online. We're going to re-release it in celebration of the fact that uh, it's, it's, it's just a great, it's a great story. It's a great film. And in order to launch this Kickstarter campaign. So we'd love everybody to go to the website, which is centigrademovie.com. Check out the movie. Check it out. Tell me if you think it's any good. Maybe you can do better. Hell, maybe you think, you know what this film needed? Great. Send us an email. Go to the right. website and say, this thing sucked. What you needed was a, you know, a giant yellow rabbit or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but check it out and check out the trailer and, and subscribe. Subscribe. We promise we're not going to sell your friggin' info. What we're trying to do is put together a, a collaborative support group of people that 
that just want to support people that are that are doing something. You can you can you can have a piece of this thing, and you can take pride in it. The the fact that hey, whether it was your five bucks or your what have you, went to uh, hopefully make the world maybe a little a little brighter, a little better, a little more enter entertaining. Oh yeah. Um, so that's that's what we're hoping for. So join us on the ride, please. We'd love to have you. And um, yeah, yeah. And it's and and that's that. We we appreciate the support. And with you, Kevin, thank you so much. It, of course, it, it man. I'm super excited to see. Um, you know, like you said, this was a segment of a bigger story. So I'm I'm I can't wait to see where it all goes. What what, what the bigger story well, I'll tell you, is right now? Because you've, you've seen. You've seen Centigrade the Short, which focuses on, yeah. on one person. Mm -hmm. This happens to one person. There's three other, three, four other things that happen with three, four other people. Gosh. Okay. So imagine, imagine three or four centigrades kind of stitched together. So that's basically what the film is in a nutshell. That is awesome. And so it's, it's, you know, you mentioned earlier, it's more of a thriller than a horror. As yeah. it can stay, you know, as it stay within the thriller realm, uh, you're not going to go like all saw on us or anything like that. Or no, no, like no. <laughs> I can't do the, I can't do any more corn syrup and, 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 and <laughs> gotcha. food coloring, man. I've been bathed in, uh, in, what do you call it? Shaving cream. That's the only way to get that <laughs> right. dyed color off your skin is shaving oh, cream. Man. No, but I remember, like, I love horror, man. I, I, I got to work with some wonderful people on a, on a show called Masters of Horror. Oh, okay, and, yeah. For this. And I had yeah. to play a, a guy who was melting. Um, it was some kid bidding an cool. ice cream cone and it melted and I was attached somehow to the ice cream cone. Anyway, they used this cool. stuff. If you ever see this gooey, gooey goo, in these horror flicks, it's called methicil. Right. And methicil is the same stuff you find in McDonald's apple pies and cherry pies. Really? It's the thickener. Oof. So it's it's purely, what do you call it? I don't want to say sanitary. It's just, it's food grade right. stuff. <laughs> and they use it for these horror. It's probably better off in an apple pie or a, or a, or a cherry pie. But but you put it on your skin and it's, it's, it's not water soluble. So you hop into the shower and the shower beads off of the methicil. You have to squeegee it off. That is <laughs> oh, crazy. it's so gross, man. It's so gross. But man, what a... Well, what a great day at work though, huh? Right. I plan a guy who's melting like an ice cream cone. Gosh. There's nothing, there's nothing like it. Uh, every day is something different, huh? That's crazy. I've, I've always said like a, a bad day on set is better than a great day fishing any day of the week. Right. Right. No, that is, that is very true. Um, so I can't, uh, you know, so uh, I want to kind of pitch the, uh, not pitch, but talk about the Desertscape International Film Festival. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you're going to be one of the special guests. Um, there, I believe. Um, is there, um, and you've been there before, right? Yeah, no, John Pugh and Adam Mast, uh, who put together this, this fantastic festival. Look, the thing that blows me away is that I was in New York a year and a half ago, and then the fit hit the shan, and it was time to get the hell out of New York because it was going just wacko. So right. I, I came out to St. George, Utah, because I've got family out here, and I've always come out here to visit, but I don't want to, it's just, it's blown my expectations totally out of the water the the amount of filmmaking talent here uh when you meet people like john or adam at desert desertscape and they also do the, the horror fest and right. they're top caliber festivals and you and the talent that you see of the people making the movies and the amount of theater that happens in this town and the arts and the support 
Um, man, I almost don't even want to say it because I don't want anyone else coming here. No, seriously, because they're all starting to come in from California. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't want to say you're welcome because you are (laughs) welcome, but I kind of wish you weren't because I'd like to have it all to myself. I completely understand that. Please stay in the crazy places (laughs) that you come from and don't come out here. But yeah, but so Desertscape is coming up. And, uh, and John and Adam are doing an awesome job. And they've actually, I'm, I'm privileged and honored to be a, 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 a judge. And, and man, some of the movies, oh my God. Just, oh, I'll tell you, man, even when, when, look, when I did Centigrade and it went out and did the festival circuit, some of the, I'll say this forevermore till the day I die, some of the best films I've ever seen in my entire life were three and a half minutes long. Blew oh, me dude, away. Yeah. But but it's weird. You'll see something that's three minutes, four minutes, five minutes long, and you will walk away from the, the experience and it will resonate with you like you've just seen a feature. And I'm not I'm not saying, oh, wow, that was a good short. You stop using the word. You just stop right. using it. And you just you don't, you don't even call it a film. You just you just walk around perplexed for a couple of An days experience because you've been moved. Yes. Right. It's it's I, I just experienced something. And uh, and again, it just reminds you the power of this medium because you get so drowned in shit that's on TV and the regurgitated crap. Yeah. And you can surf through 400 friggin' channels and it's the same faces. Yes, they're all different, but they're <laughs> all the same face. There's that girl for that. There's that guy for that. And it's just like watching like, like mannequins at the local department. It is. It really is. And then a, then, then a Breaking Bad comes along and boom, just stops everything. And it reminds you, oh my God, what, what this can be capable of, what this can do. A, a, a show that just rocks you. Right. It just makes you think, just wow. Like I, I watched uh, the assassination of Johnny Versace and it blew my mind. That is top shelf mm-hmm. material, man. And I don't know how those guys do it. I don't know how they keep doing it. I can see how you can oh, get yeah. lucky with a couple of episodes of Breaking Bad, but I do not see how you can top. You start with great and it gets better every single episode the next one becomes better and better and better and better. And you, you can't do that for five years. No. You, 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 you can't do that for two episodes. How do you do that <laughs> for five years? So I, I don't know, but I, all I know is that it's not possible unless you try. Right. And, and it's just, it's just great. It's just great to see something. And it's like, ah, it's like, it's just like a tall glass of water, man. And it, and it stands out. It just stands out. Absolutely. Anyway, it's empowering for me. And again, like I, again, I'm such a nerd when it comes to this crap, but I do, I've got a great passion for it. I love it, man. I love it. I used to sneak into the movie theaters. I watched the same movie hundred times over, you know, man. Well, I think our generation, dude, like our parents, they dump you off, Mm -hmm. you know, and you, you just skip around the multiplex for the next eight hours till they got off work, you know, (laughs) And that's, that's what the way you it was. did, you know. That's what you did. Like we 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 had a dollar theater where I used to live, and we'd go there, and us kids would just run loose in there. Our parents would leave for the day; they'd come pick us up at the end of the day. Totally, it's like six or seven movies, you know, no problem. Um, oh man, I'm glad the movies are back. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been to the theater a couple times, but it's been it's been amazing. Well, 
Colin, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute blast and a pleasure to have you on. Really appreciate you coming by and uh, talking about the movie uh, Centigrade and the Kickstarter and everything. Um, where can people find you? Are you on social media? Is the movie on you know social media, Twitter, Facebook? It by the time this podcast airs, mm-hmm. yeah, it should all be up and running. So again, hit us up. I've got some written down here. So it's not centigradethemovie.com. It's centigrademovie.com for the website. But when you go on to Facebook, it will be centigrade the movie. Pretty sure on Instagram it will be. No, it is centigrade the movie. So um, look, come on out, say hello, take a look subscribe don't subscribe help us out on kickstarter don't help us out on kickstarter but but know that there's a community out there and if you're an aspiring filmmaker and you're looking to do something um do it that little speck of light off in the distance don't stop until you're standing in it yes it's hard so if you got to take a break go to your corner get some sleep wake up the next day and hit it again but uh but kevin you're the first you're the first stop in in along this new journey so i'm so happy awesome. we got to take a big bite of pastrami <laughs> to fuel up and to uh to, to to get rocking for the for for the next so many months it's going to take to make this absolutely thing. man um we're going to be putting everything we got behind it and getting it made and we're really excited to see it so um it's our pleasure and um anything we can do to help let us know um <clears throat> Yeah, I also want to thank the Desertscape International Film Festival. Those guys, John Pugh, Adam Mast, those guys are the ones that set this all up, and I couldn't be more grateful. Um, the Desertscape International Film Festival is from June 23rd to the 26th uh, in uh, St. George, Utah. So if you guys are interested in checking that out, um, you can get your tickets at www.fmasu.com backslash Desertscape. Um, again, Colin, thank you so much for joining me today. And, no, thank um, you, Kevin. Yeah, and, like anybody, and anybody who comes out to Desert Escape, please come up and say hi. Yes. I won't know who you are. And I'm not <laughs> a dick. I won't be like, oh, whatever. Okay, just come up, man. I want to meet you. Let's, let's, let's celebrate cinema. And Kevin, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. No problem. And as always, you guys, check out Pastrami Nation for the latest reviews, news, anything you guys want pop culture related. It's on Pastrami Nation. Thank you guys so much. So signing off, I'm Kevin and Colin. Thanks again. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you.